0: Welcome to True House Stories. I am Lenny Fontana coming out of New York City. And this week, I have a duo, a powerhouse duo. Okay, I'm going to bring them up. Uh-huh. A powerhouse duo that is just humongous. And wherever they left, right. coming out of New York City. This week, I remember coming behind from them playing there, <laughs> or oh, they just were behind me, and I would hear from the the, the from the um, the bookers to me, "Jesus Christ, we just had Alex B and Brandon. They just sacked. They ransacked the joint. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm talking about ransacked the joint. Literally raped it. I understood what they meant. They cleaned their bar out. They made sure they left the place so cleaned out." People would never forget them. And let me tell you, the stories were like that everywhere I played. And the stories where I didn't play, I heard about as well. These two were like sledgehammers, banging. They come in, whack out a night, and do it the next night and do it the night after. (laughs) One night after and never stop. So I know we want to get right into this story. I'm not gonna talk too much. True stories would like to introduce to you. My two friends, I've known them forever. My voice a little shaky because I'm not feeling so good, but I'm okay. I don't have COVID. Let's not go there. Oh, Alex B no. and Brandon Block. Block on Alex. How are
1: you doing, Lenny? You good? Blocky, you good? Yes, mate. You all right, brother? Yeah, love you. Good to see you, Lenny. You're looking well, Lenny, by the way, dude. Thank you. <laughs> I just washed up from my, my monthly bath just for this. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So see you, man. first, before I get to the first question, let me ask you both, how are you hanging on and doing, you know, with this whole, you know, we've been in a lockdown, kind of coming out to play and actually you all were allowed to come back out the 15th of April, if I'm correct, right?
1: Yeah. I had a terrible time with it, Lenny, to be fair. I lost uh, so much work. Uh, <laughs> it was probably my biggest uh, year was going to be since the 90s, to be honest. Everything had fallen back into place. Uh, we launched a new record label, So-So Records. Just about everything was falling in place. I had a lot of festivals, a lot of gigs, and the whole thing imploded and uh, didn't get too much help from the government. Well, none really, whatsoever. And just had to soldier on and uh, live off all my savings, which were depleted pretty quick. And it was, it was a torrid time. It was very hard. It was an, uh, a time in my life I'd like to remember. Uh, managed to turn it around, though. Taught myself some mastering come out the other side We spent a lot of time uh, learning logic a lot better than what I did before. Uh, used it as a learning curve, a reset button for myself, to be honest with you. Uh, found, you know, a lot of failings that were in my life before. That I feel I've kind of corrected, but time will tell, I suppose. And uh, at the end of the year, I actually landed on my feet and uh, become a director of music at Centre Force Radio. So what was a really torrid time and a real hard time, has completely turned around now on his head. So I've had yin and yang. Good for you! Wow, I'm impressed with the.
0: Wait a minute. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <clears> throat> Did you just say yeah, you're right? logical as a mastering guy. Yeah, i can now, master I'm now, brother. i a Hong Kong, a Hong Kong Yeah, we like this is my it's illogical. illogical. <laughs> this is totally illogical. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm really impressed. Very oh, good. Thank you. Mate. I will say this, COVID has taught us that you need to pull out every tool you have and make it work, no matter what it takes. We've all learned this. Go ahead, Brocco, how the hell have you been doing? How's everything going? Give us.
2: Yeah, well, similar to Alex, I mean, obviously, it was uh, a shock that, you know, when, when, you know, we were the hardest hit industry, of course, because there was... um, there's nothing you can do about it it was the last it, was, it will be the last to be open out of every other business going uh obviously same with alex my career was as as good as it had ever been we were gigging a lot we were starting doing gigs together again and it was it was just nice and uh, you know i've got to say Peas, I'll, I'll take me out after you mate i, lo- I think we've done at center force is wicked and i love that you've Done that. It's fantastic. I uh, I went to work for charity because i have done it before, and I I, uh, uh, I knew that um, I could do outreach work, which is going to see people as a like an essential worker. So I, I, I've got a contract comp- contract with the NHS now, oh, um, right. and I'm and I've got spiders in here, and um, I'm going to do from the that's NHS. It's a, <laughs> a cobwebs. <conference, laughs> wait, 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 wait. You have shakes. Uh, you got me out of the, uh, the okay. cupboard, didn't you? The cobwebs have come off now. So, um. Oh God. yeah, uh, so, I, I you know, I, I had to make ends meet, as we do. We didn't get a lot of help from the government. And, yes, you know, so uh, I did the job and uh, I'm still doing it now. So, uh, but, you know, obviously gigs again booked up again and fingers crossed they all work and uh, everyone – you know, you know, people will make their own minds up. I don't think, you know, there's going to a lot of people who want to go out again. And a lot of people who, who are obviously uh, be wary about it, but you know, it's like anything in life, it goes round, it will be a period of time. And so be something we have to live with, uh, or learn to live with, which I think we've done anyway. Um, and I think we, you know, it was a tough time for us all, but we adapted, uh, as Alex said, yeah. uh, did what we needed to do. I mean, I, I, uh, I didn't immerse myself in as much music as Peasy, but, you know, I did that morning show on Facebook because I, I woke I woke up like two, or I think it was a week into lockdown and I thought, how can I, because uh, I was doing some stuff on with, about mental health on Facebook anyway and doing some lives and stuff and um, uh, talking, much like this really, but uh, uh, a couple of years ago and then uh, I thought, well, uh, I just spoke to Ricky and said that I'm going to play I'm gonna go on Facebook and play a few tunes in the morning. Just go live, and then I did it. And he joined us, and and then Alex come on, and then I just called in. Uh, sorry, didn't get you, by the way. But um, it was just off no. the cuff every morning. It was just like off the cuff and just calling up friends, and we just play a few records, have a chat, and then and it, it turned out being really popular. Um, so you know, it worked, and I did it every morning. So you know, committed to every morning for like. Well, seven, eight months, in fact. So yeah. it was a little of a job, a little bit of a job to organize it every morning and, you know, but, and with technical problems and, and this and the other. But it was, um, it was it was a learning experience. So, you know, you do draw the tools and you have to manage your, your mental health. And, and, you know, the thing that happened for me, you know, unbeknown and not knowing that, you know, the stress we're under, underlying, I, uh, you know, but when Boris mentioned when was it in April? When, no, sorry, in uh, February, when he said that the actual lockdown was coming to an end and there was a way out, a proper way out. Not going to be another lockdown and uh, be another wave as such. But I just sort of cried because you know it was like we've been living on this edge for that long, you know, and and we we adapt as humans. We get to to get into that uh, you know that that way of thinking the way of living, and it was a way of living we learned to live. In lockdown, we learned to live with the restrictions, and we adapted. But now, you know, it's another uh, uh, another way out, and uh, we we will learn. And you know, it's good that we can do this exactly. Talk to you, talk to Alex by the, the means of technology.
0: You didn't get the memo from the prime minister
2: about being. Yeah, go on, go on. What's the memo? Yeah, you didn't get
0: the memo. It's need to be retrained.
2: <laughs> you want to be trained.
0: Yeah, retrain into a new skill. Well, and listen, yeah, you know
1: what? Ah, yeah, I did you get the moment.
2: You, you know, moment? I I moment. involvement in music. Listen yeah. to this. Right? Listen to this, right? When they, when if you noticed, I'm, right. This is my. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. I didn't do all that shit. But did you notice? As soon as, as soon as there was a lockdown, and 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 people were uh, the marketing people. Let's say the marketers learn a new skill, get on my site, learn this, do my program, let's do this. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you must
2: be mad, son. <laughs> How do you expect us to manage the, the, the biggest change in our lives that we've, we've come across? And, and, and I, I mean, for me personally, I sat down and I thought, I'm going to take stock of my life and just chill out a bit. You don't realise, you know, you, you we're getting on a bit. I don't know if you've noticed everyone who's watching. We're um, <laughs> you not know, in the years anymore. And uh, and I just thought, you know, I, I, I sort of I looked at I thought, what do I actually, you said, what do you need? And I thought, what do I need in my life? And I looked around and we woke up every morning, mo- most of us, put our jogging bottoms on, come and sat in the computer room, mucked about our music, went and uh, did a few Zoom meetings, and then went and watched Netflix. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and binge, but binge-watched, like, for five, six hours. Well, and yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: and you know, know, what? What? And you know what? What I was doing? I I, uh, I don't know if it's anyone else is like this, but I noticed that I was trying not to watch any violence or gore or any of that stuff. I was trying to flip through for the family stuff. <laughs> it, it, it feel good feel-good films and all that stuff. So it was a, it was an experience, mate. You know, it's great to be with you two and, uh, you know, have a, have a, have a talk about the, uh, the, the, the the last, you know, year and whatever it is going on. Because, you know, it, you know, it, um, it was just I – mean, we connected again, didn't we? Although it wasn't in front, although it wasn't together, but we did reach out. I noticed I reached out to many people who I'd maybe lost touch with for a period of time. So there was a lot of, you know, although, you know, God rest the souls to people who lost their lives and it's a terrible, terrible tragedy, you know, uh, on a personal level, it was, it was a, uh, a reflection and, yeah, come, you know, reaching out and meet old friends and, you know, just saying, how are you at least? Yeah. So as humans, we got to connect, man, you know, and we miss all that stuff. So, you know, you've got to be aware that you know, you're isolating, you
1: know, that's a, that was a terrible thing for people. It was good for me as well, connecting with Rio, my youngest son. Yeah. Uh, I realised how much time I was just like uh, spending away from him. It made it apparent and it was so much more fun to spend the time with him as well. And also I lost my father as well at the very start of the COVID, which uh, wasn't a good start <laughs> to it all. Uh, and yeah, I connected really closely to Rio through that that whole period. And so it was a good thing. And You know, there are many positives out of it as uh, uh as many as you can find as the negatives to be fair, but for me it's a time I want to put behind me and a time now I'd like to uh not spend too much time on in distant years to come. Okay now forward
0: onwards and upwards that's not forward we're, now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna go backwards now boys very forward <laughs> I have to turn my back on you now.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's probably your best side, son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the back side is the best.
0: <laughs> Everyone, when he puts his hand up in the air for a big tune. <laughs> okay, so oh, here we go. First question I ask all my participants. How does music find you guys as young lads? And Take it from there. Easy. Do you want to go? How does, how does one, sorry? How does the music find you as a young
1: kid? Oh, and as a young kid. You find or you, oh or you. you, find you? It, was, um, it was really strange to me. I was always fascinated by music, even from like a really young age. I used to uh, take the top 20. I think a lot of people did that when they were kids. And I tried to make it without any uh, vocals in between, with a tape to tape and whatever. But I was lucky enough to have a uh, like a DJ set up at my school, believe it or not. And uh, I remember playing such fine tunes as... Everybody was kung fu fighting. Uh <laughs> a substitute, <laughs> a clout, and God. Five, God. Five, God. Uh, seven, <laughs> not five. And I used to go them and but it just fascinated me these sounds coming from like a seven-inch piece of vinyl into a stylus. Uh I was also, also always been fascinated in tech technology as well. And uh it, it was a feeling that you got from the music from a real early age. It was uh kind of like impregnated into me that feeling and uh it just went on and on. And I also, uh, from an early age, just to help a guy called Don. He had a mobile disco called Don's Disco. I <laughs> set up the lights. And uh, when he went off for a packet of fags and a pint of lager, I'd put a couple of tunes on behind him. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so the 13, 14, I was out and about treading the boards. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if you, that's, that's how it found I me. Mean, then I went through different stages in my life. Got even going yeah. to the punk, punk side of stuff. Loved a bit of punk. Loved a bit of new wave. Love the new romantic. Uh, all, 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 through that, I was still clubbing though. I was loving my disco, my funk, my soul. Uh, I used to go for the, uh, away for the, like, Margate weekenders and stuff. Soul weekends from like 14, 15, 16 onwards. And, uh, just always had a passion for all different styles of music. So, uh, it was just music in general. There was no one real genre that took my fancy. I just was, was across the board. I played bass guitar in a band as well. Oh, you training. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I yeah. played a bit of slap bass, baby, baby. In the bass, yeah, uh, in the band. We, we never got anywhere. So you're the <laughs> Larry, Larry, of you the Larry Blair on the band? He was <laughs> in level 41. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was- me out. I went up a number and made it big time. But <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a
0: massive clash before yeah. the clash came out. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Brandel.
2: Give us, give us your upbringing. Go ahead. So, uh, I suppose much similar to Alex. I, I, uh, I was, first, I DJ'd in my local pub when I was like, I mean, music more has mapped my life. You know, I remember records when my parents were breaking up. That was, you know, emotive and uh, again, clout substitute. What a
1: record! Yes, remember that one? Yes, mate. Well, before you thing. move, before you move on, I got to tell you this story. When the first time I bought it. I bought it, I went down to see my uh, grandmother, and my dad uh, gave me a few quid, and I went in a record shop, and I bought Substitute Clout, and uh, on the way back home, I put it on the rear window seal of the car, it was a sunny day, (laughs) so when I got to my destination, it was completely warped, and I couldn't even play it.
2: (laughs) I, uh, so I, I, um. Yeah, so I started, I, I, just by chance, I was, I, I used to go to the lunchtime discos at school. 13, I was taken in by all my mates who were um, the, the funk, the soul dancers, and uh, the body poppers, and the, it was Robot at the time, wasn't it? So I <laughs> sneaked in sneaked in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the lunchtime disco, and that's where I sort of learned my jazz shuffle and listening to Delirium and Space Base and all that sort of jazz funk early days. Uh and then I ended up doing the, I'll tell you a funny story in a minute, but I started doing the, 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 the pub, my local pub. I was 15 and um, I was with Ali, Ali Jobe, my best mate. And um, uh, we had the, the name of our disco, right? We, we ended up doing a mobile disco. So we bought a comma van. I went to a, a company, we don't know, but Alex will, called Tandy. They were like the, uh, sort of, <laughs> you, you're, uh, the uh, audio. No, they were electronics, basically. So you, you went in there and you just, you just. Bought anything on credit, which you didn't know about. <laughs> so ended up paying for five, <laughs> five years down the line going, "What am <laughs> I paying for this shit?" Oh. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, we, uh, we 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 bought this equipment, and we well, I couldn't afford techniques at the time, so we had these belt-driven turntables. And then, um, and then moving um, forward, we had the mobile disco. I've got to show you the. Um, the business card, I've got it in somewhere. The basics. <laughs> Still bouncing that business <laughs> Irony. right? Irony. 1985, this is the name of our disco.
1: Ecstasy.
2: Ecstasy oh. Disco. Look. <laughs> and if you look, right, the, uh, the phone numbers haven't got a uh, dialing code.
0: <laughs> oh, 2930, yeah. 20, <laughs> everybody. Try, try down that, everyone. Let's
2: see. Give me a me at home. I'd love to hear from you. And, uh,
1: <laughs> I think time will still you. be looking for him.
2: 29
0: 30, everyone. Please.
2: So, uh, yeah, so it was called Ecstasy Disco. So, I suppose the uh, the the, the um, what's it, the, the road was written, really. So, um, and that, you know, obviously, music's. Always been a uh, passion and saved you through sort of you know as it you know in lockdown. Let's say for instance, you know we it, it saved us. You know yeah. being able to listen to music and uh, connect again, and uh, you know just uh,
1: identify too. To, to uh, you felt part of the music, you felt part of uh, all these different cultures and whatever. It was just a great way of growing up. You know, it, was, it, it uniformed you all together and different people, different sounds, just experiences. I always think that we grew up
2: in the best era musically because we, oh. crossed, we crossed over from from the seventies, which was you know the, the disco and and and, and um, even a bit of rock and roll, and, and, and rock was coming through. And then the eighties was, as you know, as Peter said, all of the genres of music. And I watched the top of the pops the other day, like uh, back to uh, back to the eighties, eighty-one, or I can't remember it, but it was there was like. Twin, about seven different genres of music in the top ten. Yeah. All yeah. Different. Punk, star, soul, funk, rock, uh, new wave, new romantic, everything. It was like the, of the whole cross section. We, we used to listen to that eclectic music and, you know, you still have memories from all those tunes. <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, just went on from the disco and, uh, <coughs> <laughs> and then think, we you know, have a other avenues to enjoy ourselves with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm singing in, singing in, in. We'll get to that later. So you both uh, you know, and I always hear this from a lot of the UK guys, is that you know, when you mention records like Space Space and all that stuff, those are jazzy disco records, very, you know, black jazzy style dance records, which are great. It's always mm. to be the same. Particular records I find that are part of the golden path to house music. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah definitely. You know, it always yeah, seems to go
2: that way because uh, it was always, it was always fall to the floor. Then that that was a you know it was it was a it was a beat, wasn't it? You could dance to that beat, and uh,
1: that was a progression, a massive progression. You can hear it from the '60s music. You know, you look at your green onions and your stuff like that. It's, it's come. It's come all the way through. But let's not forget the glorious Earl Young
0: with his four-four kick sound. Yeah, brother, that's where it comes it's a in. It's that's the true rhythm, man. He changed it. He changed it all. <laughs> and that, you know that sound. That I've that constant kick has not stopped. You know, no. but you know now. But Blocker, do you have any musical training, or you're just
2: uh, you're a music officiato? Musical training. Yes. Yes, I got a clip round here when I didn't dance in time. <laughs> He's good on the bugle back in the day. <laughs> I was good on, yes, I was very good the bugle. on bugle. <laughs> I didn't need any advanced training for the classical bugle. What do you remember, Fall into my... Uh,
0: yeah. Why <laughs> did you bring up the bugle? I remember Judge Jules going out with that bugle. <laughs> One was a slightly different color.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit harder to get hold of as well, is not it, Blocky? Uh, yeah. And in the, long run, in the long run, far more expensive.
0: If <laughs> <laughs> that music and did stand up comedy, they
1: would have made millions and billions. Oh, my gosh. I've got a funny story about the. Uh brass and deugle and stuff. I, uh, When I was very young, I took an air gun to school and uh, those little ones you push into the ground, they fire those new aluminium bullets, you know, not lethal or anything, just a, a funny thing to carry around, which weren't thought bad in those days. And I actually went to shoot someone in the bum. I missed them. It glanced off a steel pole in the classroom and it hit like, the, the geekiest guy in the classroom between the eyes. I remember spending the next couple of hours trying to talk him down Uh, you know, telling telling the teachers on me, but to no avail. And I was cool. And I had to go up to see the headmaster and speak to the headmaster. And it was uh, quite a a daunting time, I think. But I was captain of the school football team. And our school football team was doing really well. So in the period of, I don't know, a couple of hours, I'd learned about completely shitting myself from fear and uh, fearing the worst, and then learning really quickly about politics. (laughs) How to survive as a politician. Uh, <clears throat> so being the school captain the football team got me off all the trouble but as a part of the uh the sort of rehabilitation i had to learn uh, the life and times of verdi and i had to learn how to play trumpet in the uh, school band so yeah that's a bit of my history playing I trumpet you remember i, played it. I took jey's one and played it in scotland blocky so you you played in a school band did you yeah, yeah man oh, look at you man yeah we yeah. learned
0: how we yeah. unearthed
2: we unearthed things only on True House Stories. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only band I played in the school was being banned from school. <laughs> <I> Which <always laughs> <said> you rubber band.
0: <laughs> oh, you didn't have your song from the, the Spanish rubber band, man? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> So as we get into that, I hear you guys talk about high school and stuff. And I guess, you know, dance music is prevalent in the UK. I mean, I remember... Quando quando and those records through the 80s and stuff. Quando, quando. Was, was that Emberwork Humperdinck? Yes, Ember, yes, from the M people band. Yes. Yeah. Albert thing from Mike Pickering's old band, yes, with the lead singer, Frank Sinatra and all. Right. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> So as we go on, you guys leave school. Where does this music thing start to really begin? Where is it, you know, how does it
2: begin for of you? You can go first on this one blogging. <laughs> Um, I mean, look. I, I, when you the transition from like uh, being allowed in the pub, the natural progression was getting to your first nightclub. And I remember, uh, I remember there was a club around the corner from where we lived, and uh, everyone used to go there. I was, i uh, will probably a bit too young, so I'll tell you this story. Can you come back to bite me in the arse later on. So, okay. t- bring it on. <laughs> so, um, I went to this club, and they. And they uh, they wouldn't let me in so i went home i got my passport i changed the date on my passport and they i got in but then my passport took me off me about a few years later because it obviously it was a silly thing to do at the time i was about 15 but, um yeah so uh musically so nightclubs i think you know that we was going in the west end and uh the west end was the place for nightclubs and uh you know, it was thriving, it always was. London's always, I mean, the whole of, the UK's always been a fantastic uh, place for music. And, uh, you know, like the Northern Soul scene up in Wigan Pier and stuff like that was just, you know, incredible. And uh, we embraced all music Motown, you no, know, uh, all dance music. We embraced uh, soul, funk, everything, really. So. Uh, and I think you know. Then once you go into the nightclubs, you you just uh, immerse yourself in that thing. And it was a. It's always been, a. Um, it's always been a cultural, isn't it? It's been part of our lives. It's not like, it was never part. It was never like, oh, well, just go out of the weekend. It became you immerse yourself in that music. You couldn't wait for the weekend. You couldn't wait for those nights out and spending time dancing and listening to tunes. And then obviously going to the record shops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I suppose that the 88 was a pivotal year. Obviously, we know that because it started, you know, when they came back from IBEFA and started the clubs, Spectrum and Oki, and especially for the UK anyway. And uh, Danny was Sherman, you know, Future and Nicky Holloway. <coughs> and it, it, you know, it, 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 you know, even in, well, countrywide it was happening, you know, Hacienda and, you know, up in Scotland and all the sounds. <laughs> All that south coast everywhere it was like um am i echoing okay so yeah uh just i think a normal progression for a lot of people in that era was uh, especially music wise was to do that and you know we went to nightclubs and then it continued and it was all about the music during the week you couldn't wait to go to the record shops and buy the new tunes and you'd be listening to the radio and and we had a lot of pirate stations as well which are all you know uh so bobby vincent and stuff like lwr and Invicta and you know alex runs center Force, which is you know the most popular station in probably the uk now so um it's, uh, it was wonderful. What a, what a journey. And it was sure.
1: a big movement, wasn't it, Brandon? The whole big movement, the whole thing. I mean, mine was slightly different to Brandon. I, lo- I love dancing. And, uh, you know, one of the b- best memories I've got of me and Brandon, he loves his dancing as well. We always uh, fancied ourselves as jazz dancers. And uh, from, like, leaving school, I always loved dancing. And uh, I say remember man, were a group of people that were funketeers and we could all do our moves and start at the West End, follow the crowd around. And then um, I had a little different uh, shift into breakdancing and uh, done, done, done really well in the UK, won a few competitions on television, one kind of like the, the equivalent of uh, Britain's Got Talent now and ended up touring Europe and, uh, uh, yeah, different parts of the world from like 17, 16, 17 years of age, breakdancing. And uh, my, is, I saw the other side of it as well, and I, I, I fell in love with it that way and learned a lot about different bands and styles and... Just wanted to go out, like Brandon say, every weekend. It was all about just getting to the weekend, going out, meeting up with your friends somewhere, and dancing the whole night away. And uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant times. And like Brandon saying, I'm, I'm just like blessed that I was able to meet some amazing people on my journey, and uh, you know, actually go through this. It's just, you know, it's been a blessing. The whole and, thing. Uh, and then, uh, and then moving forward
2: when we. I mean, obviously, I'm not sure everyone's aware of my uh, issues back in the day, which I'm thankfully 26 years uh, off now, which is actually. Uh, but we, during that time, obviously, we'll talk about OB for I'm sure, and uh, those other bits. But we had a, we had a, the best radio show in in London. At oh yeah, Come on. <laughs> FM, which yeah. was uh, by Gordon Mac, and who runs My Soul now, who I have a show on. But and we, uh, Gordon came to me actually in space one afternoon, and it was you just don't expect it. You and Alex on a radio, show. I said, "Yes, we do." And uh, and we got back to London, and uh, we had to they had to monitor our show each week. They couldn't let us just go in the studio on our own. We had a producer. We had, yeah, something we had done. two, 2 a.m. in the morning, didn't we, to start. Yeah first one we did was like one till four because they wanted to see how naughty it was going to be. But uh, <laughs> the funny thing was that I, 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 I don't know in America, I'm not sure, but back in the day we used to have a thing called the flying eye and mm-hmm. the flying eye was a, um, it was a syndicated um, sort of helicopter. We used to deliver the traffic to the radio station. So they could then uh, they go to the, and we go to the flying eye and they'll give you the, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
2: I'm lying right I'm lying right I'm lying right don't <laughs> go going down the there. <laughs> don't go down there. It's terrible. And um, they used to love our show. They, they, everyone used to, all the, all the border sensors used to listen to our show and uh, the occasional bleep. And they, they sort of um, managed to, uh, I don't know, they sort of managed to wipe out the carpet. But generally, they each week they would tune in to see how mad we would get and uh, how we could get, in, get away with. <laughs> we pray.
0: <train. laughs>